Amen. Today is Vision Sunday. I want to talk to you about the vision of Redeemer City Church. Vision is kind of a big word. Vision's a word that gets thrown around for a lot of reasons and a lot of things. But vision, at its simplest form, is just that. It's actually quite simple. Because if you're taking notes, you can write this down. Vision simply means this, to see clearly. Right? If I need a vision of something, I want to see that thing clearly. That's what vision is. And so today I want you, yes, to get a fresh vision for the church, for Redeemer City Church. But even more than that, I want to call you to return to a vision of your life. That you would get a fresh vision of your own life, your own walk with Jesus, your own call to this city. Or wherever you're watching online. That God has left you here on purpose. We just came through this week and one of the days this week is Suicide Prevention Week. And it's just another reminder that God loves His people. That God loves everybody. That God is love. And that if you are here and you are breathing, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And so even if you watch this online years from now, we want you to know that God loves you and you are absolutely needed on this earth. And we talk about vision because vision is not the building, right? Vision is not, our vision is not for this place, but for this people. This building is a tool. We have a lot of tools that we use, but the church is not primarily about our gathering space, as we have learned. (laughs) And it's also primarily not about the programs that we offer. It's not about the things that we do. Those are results of who we are. Those are results of what Christ has done. And so we are ambassadors to our city. We reflect God's Values, And so we want to see clearly why we do this. And why is that so important? Proverbs, Solomon wrote, and he was considered the wisest man to have ever lived. And there's a whole story behind that we don't have time for, but you could Google it. But in Proverbs 29, 18, he wrote this. Remember, he's writing to his son because he wants his son to know how to lead. He wants his son to know wisdom. And so he's passing these things on. And here's what he said about this idea in Proverbs 29, 18. He says, where there is no prophetic vision, when you cannot see clearly, people, that's us, cast off restraint. If, if we don't know where we're headed, if we don't know what the win is, we'll all do whatever we want. Right? That's the whole book of Judges in the Old Testament says that the people did what was right in their own eyes. How do you think that went? Good or bad? Bad. Thank you. Bad. <laughs> but look at the next phrase. That first phrase gets all the play most of the time. But look at the, look at the second phrase. But blessed is he who keeps the what? The law. God's word. God's word. Where, where we don't have a vision... 
that comes from God's word, we're left to do whatever we want. And we are not good at being our own God. Human beings haven't been since Genesis chapter 3. And we still aren't. That's why you can't put your hope in a political party. You should vote. You should get educated. You should do all the things that you have the freedom to do in this country. We should do all of those things. But that's not where our hope comes from. Because our hope is from God. But everything rises and falls on leadership, doesn't it? It's so true. That old axiom... And what is really important here that Solomon is telling his son is that godly leaders follow a very specific path. Godly leaders follow God's law. They follow God's word. Why? Because you cannot improve on what God has already done. You cannot improve on what God has already said. You cannot improve on the instructions that God has already written. Because if you were to go just... A chapter later in Proverbs chapter 30 verse 5, right at the beginning it says this. He's still on this idea and it says every word of God proves true. There's nothing else in your life. There's nothing else in your life that that can be said of 100% all the time. Every word of God proves true not mine not yours God's does and notice there's a blessing to that there's a blessing connected to where you choose to put your vision for your life says where there's no prophetic vision people cast off restraint but blessed is the one who keeps the law So there's a blessing connected to that. And that's not prosperity teaching, it's Bible teaching. It's right there in the Word of God. And that blessing may come in a million different ways from God. He can do whatever He wants. But make no mistake about it, there is an actual blessing on this earth for doing things God's way. And that's straight out of the wisdom teaching of Scripture. So we want to live in his way, but stay with me. We want to do that in his power, not ours. Amen? Because there's a temptation in our mindset here in the United States of America to say, I knew it. I have a path. Now it's, now it's on me. Now I can do it. Because that's what we do. We see the problem, right? We get a vision of the problem in this country and We are told to get it done, to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make it happen. But that's not the way Christianity works. Christianity is primarily about what God has done. It is not primarily about what you and I can do. And so that's very, very important. But with that backdrop... Knowing that we want to set our sights where God has set them. Let's talk about the vision of Redeemer City Church. Four and a half years ago, God put a burden on my heart. Actually did it about five and a half years ago. And probably even more than that. But way back then, when I told my wife that I wanted to plant a church, she said that wasn't God. She go back and talk to him again because that wasn't him. And I think she was right that first few times. 
But as time went on, my heart began to have a really singular focus and passion. And it involved planting a church, but involved not just planting another church, because as you already know, there are churches all over the place. Because that's a really important question. Because if we don't have a vision of what God wants us to do, we don't need to waste our time doing what we call Redeemer City Church. And especially in this moment as we look at all that God's done here over the past two years, and that's been a lot. And then we look back over four and a half years and I think about the 35 faces and two more next Sunday that have gone through the waters of baptism here and declared publicly their faith in Jesus Christ. If we stop now, well, after next Sunday, if we stop then, it would all be worth it. Amen? It would all be worth it. But God's given us a really specific vision for this church. And so I want to talk to you about that. And then I want to invite you to bring what you have. I want to invite you to bring what you have. Financially, yes. That's part of it. But beyond that, one of the things that we are uh, adjusting our vision towards is the fact that God has given you to this body to play an integral role in what we do here. And, and we, are, we are shifting and running hard towards that vision that you are the church. That you don't need me to do all of the things for the church. That in fact, I'm just going to stand here and call you to what God has called all of us to together, but uniquely individually burdened you for and gifted you for in the Holy Spirit. And so that's critically important because God's wired you for this time. Like he did not make a mistake in putting you at Redeemer City Church for such a time as this. Don't you love that? Just to think that the God of the universe, looking at his world, knew that you ought to be in this place, even if you're watching online right now. That you're connected to the body of Christ. I want to read you what we put on our website from the very beginning. Some of you read it four and a half years ago and you haven't read it since. And I just want to remind you why Redeemer City Church. With, with everything else that's happening, why Redeemer City Church? I want to just share you a little bit of the story. Some of you are new to Redeemer. Some of you have come recently. And I want to just bring you into the larger picture, the bigger picture of Redeemer City Church. Why do this at all? At the beginning, but now. This singular vision has not changed. Redeemer City Church was planted in early 2016 right here in Tampa Heights. It did not look like this. <laughs> Some of you remember those days. And then in the spring of 2019, Arbor Church joined with us. And I'm looking at some faces that I wouldn't know if that didn't happen. So praise God for that. 
And we merged our churches into one body worshiping together. But our plan has never been about starting another church. It's never been about just having another church. It's always been about Jesus. And it's always been about bringing his kingdom on earth just as it is in heaven. So you'll find people here right now at this very moment in the room and online from all different walks of life. The stories are all over the place and we believe God has done that in a very special way. We're in a passionate pursuit to bridge gaps. To bridge the gaps that this world and this culture creates. The gaps of socioeconomic status, racial gaps, age gaps. We want to foster a community that in a small way, because listen, to do that right is long and slow and deep work. There are a lot faster ways to grow a church, by the way. Just want you to know that. But we believe that God has called us from the start to something very specific that he laid out in his word for us. And we're going to get to that in a second. But we want to foster a community that is pictured in Revelation, where every tribe, every tongue, every nation worships the name of Jesus. And by God's grace, we're seeing that happen. Every tongue gripped by grace. And so as our young church grows, we're asking us, we're asking ourselves this question And I want you to think about this question because it's going to relate to how you fit into the body of Christ and how you use your gift here. What would it look like if God came back right now and set up his kingdom right here on earth in Tampa? What would it look like? And one of the revelations that I had four and a half years ago was that he probably wouldn't change a ton. Remember, he created the heavens and the earth and he set those things in motion. That was part of his plan was to have people on earth working the soil. That's always been part of it. So what would he do? He would redeem it. He would redeem it. He would take all the things that are broken and make them right. What does it look like for his kingdom to come on earth just as it is in heaven? Is that God would come And redeem our city. And so that's who we are. That is who we are. We are Redeemer City Church. Because we find ourselves as the church in the city. Hoping, praying, working that God might redeem this city. Knowing that it will be long. Knowing that it will be slow. Knowing that it will be deep. But knowing that every moment is worth it. That we might see somebody pass from death to life. And we've seen that. And so what's the vision of our church? What is all of that boiled down into one statement? I would encourage you to write it down. So you can be thinking about this. Praying about this. It's this. That Redeemer City Church exists. To both share and spread. Those are different by the way. The liberating power of the gospel. Why is that? Why is that true? Why is it share and spread the gospel? 
because we're all about good news. And the reason is because that's not just for people who don't know Jesus. How many Christians do you know who are in bondage and are not experiencing the freedom that is in Christ? Where Paul looked at his friends in Galatia and said, it's for freedom that Christ sets you free. Those were Christians that he was writing to. The gospel is for those who do not yet have it. And it is for those who already have it. That we might grow in grace. And I want to show you that this isn't some fancy idea that I came up with. But that it comes straight from the mission that Jesus had. And because it's Jesus' mission, it's our mission. And I want to show you why. Okay, because first of all, in John, 1 John 4, 17, we've been talking about this the past few weeks. Why is Jesus' mission that I'm going to show you in a minute our mission? Look at 1 John 4, 17. By this, love is perfected in us so that we may have confidence on the day of judgment. So that when we stand before God, we'll know that the vision we had for our life was the one he had. Because as he is, as Jesus is, so also are we in this world. So we are Christ to our city. This is why we do what we do. Because we are Jesus in our world. Not literally, but we're his representative, what we talked about last week. And so what was his vision? Luke chapter 4 Verse 18 and 19 say this, the spirit of the Lord is on me. This is Jesus talking because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That is why Jesus came to this earth and it's why you and I are still on this earth because we believe with all of our heart that second Corinthians five seventeen is true that if anyone is in Christ anyone I don't care what you've done I don't care who you are anyone who is in Christ is a new creation amen everything we do is with that hope baked into it that if you would just know the Jesus that I know, there's always hope for a better future. There's always potential if Jesus is involved. And so we exist as a church body for Jesus' mission. So in essence, Jesus is our vision, right? You hear us say Jesus is the vision, but this is why, because he came to liberate people. He came to set people free with the gospel, which simply means good news. So we're good news people because we're Jesus people. You are a Jesus person. And that's good news. And so everything we do is for Jesus. We exist for him and his message. And so we cultivate the kingdom of God. We live that out in three ways. Okay? We live, we live that out in three ways. Okay? Number one, we love God. This is what we say. Vision up. It begins with love God. 
the scripture tells us very clearly that we love only because he first loved us. If God hadn't made the first move, we would have nothing. It's John fifteen five. We, we say it this way, we look to Jesus first. Adoration is the place that we start. When we fall in love with God, everything else will come. But it begins in that place where you stop looking at the circumstances around you and you stop looking at what you are able to produce from within you and you turn your vision up. It's what Hebrews says, Fix your eyes on Jesus because he's both the author and the perfecter of your faith. You don't bring anything to that table yet. (laughs) Yet. It begins in this place where our vision goes up. We look to Jesus and we stand there in adoration of who he is. This awesome God who loved you and sent his son for you. That was not cosmic child abuse. It was love for you, knowing that only a perfect Savior would do to a perfect and holy God. So we love God. Vision up. The second way we do it is we share good news. Vision in. That sounds like an evangelistic piece. But I want to remind you, That maybe a better way for us to think about this today is that we experience good news. That we experience good news. Because what, when grace goes in, it will always go out. But it first has to come in. We say, we say that this way, vision in. Because as you begin to adore Christ, what's the natural outflow of that? You'll begin to look like Christ. As your vision goes up, And he comes in as you love God and then we share good news. We begin to then look like Jesus. It's the word we use, transformation. Adoration, transformation. It's 2 Corinthians 5.17. It's the hope of what we do. That in Christ, everybody has potential. In Christ, everybody can change. All things can become new. And then as our announcement earlier, number three, we serve the city. That's what we call vision out. We have a vision out offering. We, we do these uh, vision out things like serve the teachers at Rampello because we firmly believe that if you would just know the Jesus that I know, everything could be different. And that's the heartbeat of what we do. And so... Stay with me. It goes vision up, vision in, vision out. We love God. We share good news. We serve our city. Because it goes adoration, transformation, and then love. Love is all the things that we do. It's everything. So we look to Jesus. We look like Jesus. And then, and only then, can we look with Jesus. And so that is what we do. And we have tons of tools to help you get started with that. If that's all brand new to you, we have a book for you that our friend Zach wrote. It's called Now I See. And it's all about that. And if you need a place to start, whether you're online, we'll mail it to you. I'll drop it off, whatever you want that to look like. If you're in the room today, you've never read this book. 
I want to give it to you for free. All right. You can go back to Info Central after this and we'll give it to you because we believe in this so much. This is why you are here. And it's not just about the gathering in the building. That's a celebration that we do every Sunday. It is primarily about what you do when you leave this place. It's why we talk about Hot Dog Kenny on Tuesday. Amen? We love that. I mean, they're even on the news. They're famous. <laughs> Gotta love it. Right? Give, giving out 10,000 plus meals. It's incredible. It's why we talk about serving the teachers at Rampello. It's why we serve and give to the mission that is taking place in Ethiopia. Literally on the other side of the world. As kids are rescued off the street. Taught the good news of Jesus. And then reunited with their families. And literal legacies are changed. This is why we do. This is why next Sunday there'll be water right in front of me. And people are going to declare that Jesus is Lord of their life. Because it's why we do what we do. That in Christ anyone can be new. It's why we do what we do. Jesus is bigger than Sunday. And I want to invite you in these next few moments. Whether you're watching online or whether you're in this room. Kevin's going to come up and we're going to sing. And then we're going to take communion and we're going to pray together that in this crazy season of life, that God would do what only God can do. Because as we draw near to the broken and we celebrate what is good and as we participate in the future, we believe that God has put us right here, right now. For this moment.